Hello, and welcome to, to the, the Arturalia podcast. podcast. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. This is Arturalia podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about some animes but for this bonus feature we're going to be talking about a specific anime that either made love or hate and that is neon genesis evangelion i have someone here and someone here that hates it and then i'm kind of mixed about it i don't know about um my friend matt he's new to the podcast Hello, Matt. Hey. Oh, yeah, and my mom. Yeah, I I like the anime. I I thought it was good. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I'm I'm new at this, so I'm... And also, my mom has participated in the podcast. Um, Very briefly. Yeah. Very briefly. I'm the one that doesn't like it. The, the the anime, I mean, not the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Are we going to jump to the original, then up, we're up to the, like, the reboot? Or... Yeah, we can do it like that. And but I guess the original would also include uh, End of Evangelion, because for me personally, <laughs> like you can't have one without the other, because they're basically the same ending. Which yeah. I did see uh, when I was 14, which idea, but oh well. We're, we're gonna get into so, a, I should issue out a spoiler warning because we're gonna we're gonna have to get into like spoilery territory for me to talk about like. It has been a while since I've seen it, like, like the, the the movie at least. But so Neon Genesis Evangelion actually, so it started in the mid 90s. 1995 through 1996. Mm-hmm. It had some good, interesting points. See, there's one character that I like in there, even though she's an ass. That's Oscar, the germ, the German. She's like the only good part about it. Much, even though she's an ass. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the dialogue is interesting. I have her. Uh, her Ava as a model I built last year. Yeah, that's really? right. I remember you were telling me about yeah. that. Yeah. Did, didn't cool. you sit up for like thirty hours and like build that? Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I did that, and I did that with uh, Gundam when I got the first uh, Iron Blood. Yeah, I remember you texting me, and I was like, "You should probably get some sleep <laughs> before you." Sleep is good. He's up. He's up very late at night. Yeah. <laughs> but Evangelion. Now, to be honest, the the word Evangelion is, I think, is actually based off some sort of religious name. But the show and the series in general has gospel. It has yeah. to do with the word gospel. Yeah, Christianity written all over the yeah. movies in general. There's references to that. Now, for its story. Uh... Uh, that's when it gets complicated and out there. <laughs> I guess honestly, yeah. I would start with uh, for 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 everyone. Like, why? What well, are your main see. main issues with Ava's story? 
obviously for what we're going to be talking about with Evangelion is story, characters, theme, issues of characters, issues of story. Now they here. Okay, so for characters, and the big issue is I don't I don't get why people like Shinji. Oh, he's such a pathetic character to me. And I haven't well, even seen much of it myself. I've only seen, I think, the the movie that what the yeah the rebuild yeah and I I he was very very annoying. He's just very spineless and he's whiny and he just does not inspire a lot of motivation to be interested in what's going to happen to him. So there's a lot of characters in here. Some are interesting and some are okay. And obviously have Shinji. That's yeah. Even the voice actor had an issue with him. The guy who did his voice for the English dub. <laughs> yeah, he he, I forgot what he said about. He about said that. someone asked him what would you what advice well, yeah, would you yeah, give yeah, Cindy yeah. or something, and man, that'd be a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, the issue with Shinji is yes, that I did watch the original. There were points where he was actually okay, but there are but most of the time you're getting points where he's just whining and depressed and just wants to run away. But wasn't that the point of the character? That would be my well, defense, like, honestly. I, I, just, yeah. I agree with you completely about what you said about Shinji, that he is whiny and pathetic and, and completely after, But that's after why I also while, like the character. Oh, well, see, for me, after a while, that gets old. I just start to get frustrated with him and just want to smack him around a little bit. And so oh, well, I just... <laughs> that's what Asuka does exactly. She doesn't. Ow. She doesn't give him any slack. Character, the second pilot. Her name's Ray. Oh my gosh. There's so much stuff about her that is so twisted and out there, but she's that typical like emotionalist type character. But there's there's reasons for that. Which is funny series. because. I know that's become a trope in anime, but it's funny because, like you said, this came out in 95. It's become a trope with her because that's, she's kind of the character that started all that, you know what I mean? Because she yeah, was the poster that. girl for, or at least one of them for, for Ava as a, as a franchise, as a, as a series. So. There's issues with, like, I did like her fight scenes. She looked, she was pretty badass at points, but with her character and her backstory would roll her eyes and think that it's bizarre, very bizarre. Yeah, but they they also explain why she's emotionless in the series. With, okay, with I, I don't remember that, that how. Like I don't know how much I can say about that, that. But there is that one episode that kind of explains everything. I would honestly say that I've already given the spoiler warning, so I mean it's up to most people if they want to see okay. this, which is why this is a bonus episode. Okay, uh, it, it, it's the one where she dies, and then the clone, the other clone takes the third clone takes over, and she yeah, doesn't have do. memories because that that she's was explained in the series. A, she's basically a doll. In that yeah, regard. but she it, can still it, form her own attachment and memories just from people that she talks to, which is kind of like the downfall of her character for pretty much most of the series, ever since her first clone were. Uh, Reese goes with... shit out of it, and then like, <laughs> yeah. her second yeah, one got attached to Shinji. The, the the issue with her, the it's the out there part, her backstory. Where she, you, mom, you need to be prepared that this was the bizarre part in the show. Okay. 
the fact that she is basically a clone and the fact that Shinji has like this crush on her, same with Rei, crush with Shinji, you find out that the crazy part is that she's a clone of his mom. Oh. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> wasn't that only revealed in like Rebuild? Wait, Freud would love that. Like he, well, it's, it's funny because like part of Shinji's character, which we'll, we'll go into again, spoiler warning, is oh my god here's why him and which is why it's funny that asuka acts the way that she does because her and shinji have the exact same issue you know what i mean they both kind of grew up without their parents except they handle it in different ways whereas mm. asuka is proud to pilot the eva and rambunctious and an asshole shinji is the exact opposite he's refrained keeps his thoughts to himself you know yeah. um and, he cries a lot. Yeah, and they, but they both have the same issue, and they both pretty much go through the same arc, just in different ways. Which is part of the reason why I like it, because I do think that part of what makes trauma interesting, like as a study, which Ava is a case study basically. Um, but yeah, you is, have to is read how different, into it a lot. Yeah, it's how different trauma, how people handle traumas in different ways. One person might handle it differently, where the other person might. Right. Both are destructive, but they're at least interesting to study. Um, mm. With Shinji, he doesn't know that it's a clone of his mother. Because That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, Did no. he know or not? Is he, okay. he, like, Yui, Yui, his mother died when he was really, really young. So it's just one of those things where he doesn't exactly know. And it's supposed to it, it's supposed to be this, like, sort of allure of, like, whom? I wonder why they have such a weird uh, attachment to each other just in terms of friends. Like, they can be friends very easily. And that's part of that's why is because, you know, she is essentially like a clone of his mom. Um, the reason for that is because she's a part of like uh, Gendo's plan and, you know, Gendo, father of the year, that one. He, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, uh, he essentially made her as like a, as like an homage to his wife, but also because she, Ray plays a part in the overall plot of the story, which is, and we'll get into it in a th minute. that's the other issue, his dad and his plan. I really had a big issue with that, too. The fact that he would, spoiler warning, his, okay, I hate his dad. I really hate his dad. Everyone hates his dad. Series. I don't think anyone out there is, except for Matt, would be like, oh, man, pro again. <laughs> yeah, he would, he, he would want to do what Shinji's dad did. But, spoiler warning, would rule, he would destroy the entire planet just to what reunite with his wife again in a weird way yes yeah, yeah. Um, okay which um yeah just the bizarre part i'm not and, i'm not defending his planet in any sort of way it's stupid but like this is, is a guy this is basically a guy who you know the only bright spot that he ever had in his life was his his wife because i in that episode where they go over yui's backstory it's you know how uh, Fiyutsuki is talking about how he seems kind of shady, in a way? And yeah. Because at first he was just using Yui, but he actually grew to legitimately love her and love his family. And so when that went away, um, he was kind of lost and he didn't know what to do. And it's one of those things where you're already deep with Se with uh, Zele in the first place, so you can't really get out of that partnership that you've had with him. So, you know, screw it, why don't I just use this to my advantage and see my wife again? It's the only, yeah. thing, he, it's the only thing he really cared about towards the end. Also, and he didn't care it about it. Wasn't, oh, sorry, but wasn't it also in the manga before uh, Shinji went back to his father? Wasn't he the relatives that he was living with were abusing him as well? Yeah, because his father yes. didn't like Gendo. Basically, just never 
was around Shinji because, in a sense, he after his life died, or he was like, "What the fuck do I do with this kid?" Because he didn't want to. He didn't want to be a terrible father, so he felt like the best way to deal oh. with that is to not be in his life whatsoever. But yeah. that ended up being worse overall <laughs> for Shinji not being there than being there. So, right. like I said, it's not, I'm not defending his actions, but I understand them. Mm-hmm. They're shitty, but is it is what it shitty. is. <laughs> I, uh, you just you leave your son and then the world just to bring your wife back. As far as Asuka didn't do the same thing, honestly, because she basically got abandoned by her mother, who treated the doll like it was her daughter because she was full on dementia from all the Ava experiments. And then the day that Asuka finds out that she's gonna be a pilot, she finds her room, her mom like hanging in the room, and that's devastating enough for a kid as it's as it else you know what i mean so yeah which again is a parallel where shinji craves a relationship with his father asuka pretends like she doesn't need any of her parents around or anybody else which you know she obviously does because she's a 14 year old kid which i mean that's the thing about shinji and why i defend him like he's 14 i don't think anybody at 14 is the most you know emotionally balanced person in the world and they're gonna have a whole lot of questions like who the fuck are these people? Why am I piloting this Ava? I'm going to die in this mission. Why doesn't my father respect me? Why can't I do anything on my own? Finding more about about yourself uh, bodily and sexually, like with his relationship with Asuka. Yeah, I mean, that's, that is one point that I can't agree on. But they kind of want to see someone man up. But I do understand that not everybody... Well, I guess you forget the age because a lot of times in anime, um, characters really don't always act their age. A lot of times yeah. characters are, are, you know, these young teens, but they're really acting more like 20-year-olds or 30-year-olds. Oh, so, yeah, like, yeah. like Persona, Persona, the Persona series. They're like, what, in high school? But they kind of do things like what adults would do. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a book I'm editing right now, and it's it's actually, it's about mechas, actually. Um, and it's, the, these kids are at this academy and they're all like 12 and 13 year old, years old and they're not, they don't talk or act at all like a young teen would or a preteen would. They, they act even more adult than the adults, you know? So it reminds me a lot of, of, um, the way a lot of characters are in anime. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of don't really think of that, you know, when I'm when I'm watching Evangelion, I'm not really thinking of how his age. I'm thinking of boy, what a what a whiny character he is. He's getting <laughs> really, really old and I'm just losing my patience because he's acting like such a child. <laughs> but of course well, he is a kid, but still, you know, like Asuka's not a lot of the other characters don't act exactly that way. So you know. Which is funny because like uh Ano, when he was writing this, because they wrote it from episode to episode, eventually it kind of got to the point where it was just a deconstruction in general on mecha anime. Because most most mecha anime of like the 70s and the 80s, they dealt with a lot of younger characters that acted, like you said, more adult than they actually were. Mm. But Ava was like the first quote-unquote mech anime that really didn't do that. It treated it like, no, these are kids, and this is how a kid would react if they were going through right. that they were going through and yep. right. had to do this world saving mission at the same time, basically being used for a higher, like a higher purpose that, you know, links back into the, um, the main plot of the story. Um, now that, and that does make sense. I mean, 
I try to kind of picture myself with Shinji is like now, if I was in his position, what would I do? How would I act? I would say that my sort of favorite thing. part, honestly, is probably the first two episodes. First three. Yeah. Uh, just the early part to to help explain that. It's not my favorite episodes, but they do a really good job of, of showing, like, just from the animation, they show a good job of, like, showing the weight of these Avas. And what it would be like for somebody who's never done any sort of piloting, any sort of military training in their life, trying to actually figure out, like, how do I get this thing to work? Yeah, and, and yeah. Mom, to be honest, the reboot, the first movie that you saw, that, that whole thing, that whole very beginning was from the, what, first three episodes? I first believe? six. It's like a shot-for-shot shot remake of, like, the first oh, six or seven. There, so the, so the 3.0 movie? Oh, no, like the first, the first reboot movie. Yeah, one There were there, like like uh, Matt said, there were differences. Yeah, um, okay. yeah, there there were slight slight differences. Yeah, oh, yeah. My mom oh, remembered the. Oh, sorry, Matt. Go ahead. No, I was also gonna just put out there: Is Evangelion really a mecha? That's why I said anime? quote unquote because it's not really yeah. a mecha anime. I wouldn't even call it an action series. I think if you look at it from the perspective of an action series, you're not gonna like it very much because it's not <laughs> supposed to be. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying the Avas are technically not mechas. No, 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 no. But I would say, I would go even further than that and say, like, Ava in general should be looked at like a case study. Like, you know how you watch yeah. Death Note as a as a mystery um, crime anime, and that's what it's supposed yeah. to be. But there are underlying, like, psychological factors behind it, like the mind of a serial killer and the duality yeah, and of, like, what, of what justice actually means. I would say yeah. look at Ava like that, where you're focusing more on the characters and their underlying past. Because let's be honest, everyone has their favorite character. None of these characters are good people. Like they're all they in real life, they'd all be terrible people to be around. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're that all is, really, yeah, that really is. interesting. What about Fiuski? You know, <laughs> I guess, but like, has he, did he really have that much development to focus on? <laughs> yeah, but still, he was a he was a. He was an okay person, or those people that were on the desk. Matt, they got like one episode of development each, if you don't count end of a. And uh, Pen Pen. The penguin? <laughs> yes, yes, the, the penguin. Oh, uh, yes, the objectively best character. <laughs> Actually, jumping back to characters, we let's jump into Asuka. The fact that she's the best character in that show. I think she's the best character. It's weird because I remember watching, I remember reading something where it was stated that like in Japan, Rei is usually the best character because of cultural differences. But out yeah. here, we think of Asuka as the best character because she embodies like, she embodies what like, I expect think more of like, you know, a Western take on yeah. what, a, not, not like... just what an anime character, but what people out here envision. You know what I mean? Like speaks their mind up front. Um, yeah. doesn't take anyone's shit, but there, but yeah. there's, but yeah. she does it because she has psychological issues. She just chooses not to address, which isn't a good thing. But it's more relatable, I guess, than Shinji and Ray, who are mm, a lot more yeah. reserved and don't show their feelings a whole lot. That's why she's so interesting. But yeah, the, the, I actually looked her up, and apparently she has traits of American and German. Yep. Yeah, brash the abrasiveness then. In, that... in the series, they they said she was German. Yeah, she grew up overseas. Um, yeah. yeah, she's from so, Germany. So I'm why... kind of thinking. Oh, sorry, Matt. What were you saying? No, no. All I was going to say, why in the why in the the, the dubs she doesn't have a German accent? <laughs> 
Well, she in the in the show she does speak German. Actually, they act they actually got uh, a German actress to do the like German parts and then switch her off with the. But he means like, why doesn't she have an accent? Maybe did she grow up in a bilingual household? Well, nope. they said she's like. Oh, sorry, Matt. No, I was just gonna say they they never go into any detail on that. Uh, and it wouldn't be going from German to English. It would be going from German to Japanese. Because Japanese. it was 1997 and nobody had the budget for that. That's why. Right, right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but, but the rebuilds. Yeah. What about the rebuilds? Not much. Not much. But uh, you, if you watch the show, Mom, you would see like how the she would talk German and then jump to English like really fast. Did she do that in the movie that we saw? Because I don't remember. I just remember oh, that she was German because you've got a thing about German and Germans in Germany. So you made sure to tell me about that. But I don't remember if she spoke any German. No, not in the movie, not in the reboot movies, but she did in the um in the original movie and the show. Okay. Um, I have this weird or it seems in Japanese animes they always have like a link to Germans, and is it, is that because of uh, the Axis powers? Oh, that's interesting. You yeah, also like actually, in uh, Attack on Titan. Yeah, I actually don't. Yeah. Uh, actually, Attack on Titan is a whole another <laughs> topic. Because of the but I mean, but it's like... it's sort of it's sort of like oh sorry, that's a, it's like the connection, like the German connection is what. Yeah. Thinking, I'm wondering uh, because. In... In Asuka's case, I don't know, because she's German-Japanese-American, but I don't remember why Anno specifically made her German-Japanese-American. Maybe because he felt like, well, we need a character that's more upbeat and more rambunctious than usual, and you wouldn't necessarily find that in Japan, so let's use a foreign Oh, Germany, character. yeah. Germany, they're they're pretty tough. That's why I'm like, that. she's, she's badass, because she's from Germany. I, that, that is one thing I do like about Evangelion, just to see a different like world. The the United Nations exists in this world to stop the aliens or angels. They're never clear on what the angels actually are. I think in one of the English dubs, they said they were robots in the first two episodes. Well, no, they, in in the end, end, end of they do say that they are just other life forms because of because right, the, the backstory of it is is ridiculous, but like. Yes, it's, it is ridiculous. Matt told me like all that about the angels, and I'm like, seriously, that that's even more bizarre. It's simple when you get to like why they're on Earth and why they're here. It's just the it's which honestly I would it's more important in general because they 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 mention it in the end of and it's it's oh, weird. Oh man, yeah. that, that movie. We'll get to that in just a sec because I got a lot to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, so I did it. I did watch the original from beginning to end, though. I did skip the two last two final episodes where Shinji's in that dream state. Oh, you skipped and, those. Yeah, I did. Oh, you I can't, you oh, okay. You can't skip those at yeah. end of Ava. It's, it's, they're one in the same ending. I, yes. What I like those episodes. I have not seen those. Okay. But. I did like it to an extent. Obviously, Asuka was the best part about the show and some of the actresses. And also, you know, how, like, humanity has to deal with a world that's very, you know, altered now and the United Nations working together. Uh, America, Germany, uh, Asia, all that. That 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 is interesting. But by episode 20 all the way to, like, the end of the show, I'm like, 
pushing it now. And that's how it... Again, that's because it's a it's a character study. Like, it's not a plot-driven story. The plot is there because the characters make it so that it's there. The plot itself is not the focus just, of Ava. That's the thing. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. Now, obviously, there's Christianity-written theme of it all over there's the place. There's also Islam, if you watch the uh, final movie. There's about oh, every really? religion that you can think of to kind of... Uh, to kind of put into the mesh, but I always thought that the Scientology. I always thought that the no, not in Scientology. I always thought that the religious <laughs> part of Ava was more so like Zele itself. Like Zele itself is a is a religious organization. Is how I always read into it because of their because of what their plan is. Yeah. Okay, because see, I only saw Christianity um, in there. I think uh, Otto, 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 the alien that was um, crucified. Like, Otto put it in there because it was cool and visually interesting. I would, I would, he likes to claim that there's no real religious connotations in Ava. I would disagree with that because of, Ooh, again, yeah. part of the story. Yeah. Um, Just but the whole title? He, he said he put it in the title. Well, the title more so because he just needed something that sounds... Because you know how Japanese is, but uh, using English. Yeah, they just if they like cool. a word, they'll put it in. Yeah. Like if they like an English um, word in the middle of a Japanese song, they'll just throw it in there just because it sounds good, even if it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but I find that interesting <laughs> because I think that the... Because of how he wrote the story and how they actually come about it is I kind of... It kind of worked out because, like I said, Zele is a religious organization, and if you look at it from that aspect, then you can see, like, why there are a whole lot of religious undertones in the story. I just don't think that it would be as cut and dry as to say that, like, this is a direct reference to Christianity or this is a direct reference to Islam. I'm like, it uses those elements, but I don't think that was the main goal of why it used those elements. I think it was just there for the look, and it just worked out in the plot of the story, which is part of the reason why I hate that it's become such a standardized thing in the rebuilds, because in that context, it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, I mean, I did see it a little bit, the religion in, in those um, reboots, but then it kind of diverged by the third film. <laughs> oh, it diverged a lot by the third film. The third yeah, film was yeah. so confusing, even the people that, like, got caught up on, like, 2.0 and everything else like that, and just, because the, the jump between 2 and 3 does not make any logical sense whatsoever. In right. general, everything about the series doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because, like, for me, Ava's like when you when you when you piece it all together, like, you like the in that series, aspect, yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's very very cut yeah. and dry. The but, rebuilds but with, don't. There's a missing link so, like between two and three. So boil it down for us, then. What does it really mean? What's okay, it all about? So I'll break it down like this. So you know, Zayla's like plan basically is to. Um, start Third Impact, which is essentially like the destruction of the world. So that they now, who can... is this character? Is this Shinji's father? No, no, no. Well, he works for I think it's or the works alien. with Zele. No, 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 no. Zele is the organization that Gendo's talking to. You know, when he has those conference meetings with the, the characters that are like oh, yeah. old men are shrouded in light and everything else like that. Okay. The huge monoliths okay. that say like one, two, three, and four on them. Um, that's who he's basically talking to. Uh, okay. There, that's Zele, and that's the organization. So the angels. Their uh, origin in this universe is tied to that of humans. Basically, uh, the same way that asteroids would hit Earth in, like, previous times before there was life on Earth um, is the same way that life essentially got here. Which is funny because it's not... It is, like, 
somewhat theorized that water and just different elements did crash down to Earth in the same way from like asteroids hitting it and then that builds up over time. These organisms grow and they grow into the life that we have now on Earth. Mm -hmm. So they kind of use that similar uh, concept. Essentially what happened is there's supposed to be with each egg, which the egg that humans came from and the eggs that angels came from, for whatever reason landed on the same planet, which was Earth. They both have a lance of longinus, which you see in the second half of the series and end of, because it's supposed to be the key to unlocking these eggs. Um, as a defense mechanism for that, when the one on, that uh, humans have actually landed on, uh, landed on Earth, it sealed the one that was supposed to release the angels, and the angels were supposed to be the true dominant species of Earth. So humans go about, history happens, they get up to it, and second impact in Ava's universe is what happened when they found out about this truth, Sele, and they put together an experiment, basically, where they're like, okay, we want to see what this can do, and they triggered second impact, which, of course, destroyed the South Pole, yada, 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 we move on, the angels yeah. appear. I, I yeah. did forget to mention, like, all that. There is the impacts. Right. And so now we get to the and... main series. Oh, go, go on. Uh, I don't know if you were going to say on the next. Oh. Wait, me? Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Were... We... Yeah. Um, Keep going, Mark. Basically, basically, <laughs> the, oh, no. <laughs> I don't understand know what's going on. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'll get to that. So, like, here we get to the main series now, where you'll notice that every single time the angels attack, they always attack the city where Nerv is, and they always try to get underground. Oh, perfect example yeah, would be Ramiel but... in episode five, the giant, uh, glowing diamond blue angel. Basically, they're trying to get to now, Mom. You did see this in the or the reboot movie, the first one, but they're trying to get to that alien that's on the cross. Okay. Yes. Literally. Which is different in the rebuilds. Yep. For reasons which we'll get into in a bit. Uh, <laughs> that would that would trigger the third impact. Which right. Would, and so you know yeah. how I said that for whatever reason, the egg that had. Uh, that, w that eventually birthed humans and the egg that birthed the angels for whatever reason landed on the same planet. They were never meant to. Like, skipping a whole lot of unnecessary backstory, essentially these two eggs are never supposed to land on the same planet. They're supposed to be of their own volition. Here's your planet, here's yours. And essentially the angels are trying to rectify that because they are trying to get to Lilith because if they fuse with Lilith, that means they can cause third impact. If they cause third impact, they can wipe out humanity and they take over Earth which obviously Zele does not want because they are human, so they would die, and it would ruin all the plans that they're coming up with. So, yeah, I mean, I, I did get that that part, but... So, in comes Nerve. Zele, Zele founded and funded up uh, Nerve along with Yui, along with Fiyutsuki, along with Gendo, to basically take out the angels. They basically said, here's what we'll do. We'll come up with the Ava units, which will be correct me if I'm if I'm wrong on this, Matt, but aren't they essentially like rejiggered angels? They they are and wasn't unit one also supposed to be an arc in one oh, of the yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh Did they, they were keep, like everyone's soul in or something. Yes, and... Which I'll get on to that too when I get into what each one of them are up to. And it, and the reason they could pilot the the Avas is because of someone that they relate to in that machine yes so essentially in order to yeah with herself. in order to have like a human link between this between you know what they're using because essentially what they're using is the carcass of an angel which you know obviously if you put a human in there and try to link it so that you can move it it's not going to turn up very well so as an anchor i'm guessing is the best way to put it 
um, they use the soul of someone that they're attached to as an anchor for them to pilot this, which is essentially why they use children. As a matter of fact, you'll notice that in Shinji's class, every single one of the characters that he talks to and everybody in that class are orphans. Essentially, anybody in that class could have piloted an Ava if they really wanted to, because they already had people on hand they could use for that experiment. So anybody's soul could have been put into the into any one of the Avas, and they could have been told, okay, you're going to pilot it now. Which is why Toji eventually gets to pilot an Ava for all in one episode before, you know, shit happens. Um, <laughs> so fast forward to what Zele essentially wants. Now, this is what they want. When they triggered Second Impact, they found these relics that they reference early on in the series that kind of gets dropped for some reason, called the Dead Sea Scrolls. Essentially what that is, is it's a kind of cryptic list, but it shows them every single angel in order and when they're going to arrive. Which is why they're always prepared whenever an angel is always, you know, arriving towards the shore or whatever have you, most of the time. Um, and what they basically want is they want to trigger Third Impact themselves. Now, the reason why they want to do this, and this is where the religious organization com conflict comes into, is because Zele has the idea that humans as themselves should not be individuals. They should be a collective unit. Why? Well, because individuality, like episode 4 talks about when Ritsuko's talking to Masato and she's talking about the hedgehog's dilemma, causes pain. You can't be as close to as you can get to people because that means opening up your heart and opening up your heart means that you have to deal with more pain in life and more suffering whereas being away from people also drags on the same result sort of a shinji and asuka dynamic and that's the relationship that they have which alludes to that so zele's plan which is an end of ava that you see pretty much carried out is to basically cause third impact cause everyone's souls to go back into this egg that they formed the black egg and that's it to basically just have humanity as one collective whole no pain, no suffering, no individuality, nothing. That's oh, why I, I consider them an individual. That's why I consider them a religious organization because that sounds very religious, like you know what I mean. That has yeah. very like rapture Christianity yeah. undertones to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. That's one thing that didn't that didn't click with me because I did not know. It's because I throw it out of you. They throw it's it at saying, you. They you... tell you, they talk to you about the human they... instrumentality project on like episode one or two. And it's like, how is anybody supposed to capture onto this? Like, because that's not what the, it's, it's a bait because it's like I said, it's not what the, it's not what the series is about, but they throw it at you like it is. So when people watch it, they get confused and they don't understand what am I supposed to be paying attention to? Hmm. Like that's, this is the thing about Evangelion. Okay. So when you explain it, Mark, you tell them what you're like mentioning in the show that I like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. The, the issue is when you sit down and watch it for the first time, nothing really clicks. Yeah. I have to go back and watch it and look up stuff just to figure it out. And it's funny because this that's, is, that's just Zele's plan. This isn't even count like what Gendo wants and what Yui wants. Gendo, yeah. I honestly, oh, yeah. I've, I've watched the series like three times now and I can't tell you before. That's why you get it. Before, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, that's why. Before That's you, why I don't get it because I haven't watched it a lot. Bef I only watched it one time. Before Yui dies, I can't tell you like what his plan actually is. Like I, I don't know what he wants to gain by using Yui and getting close to Zele. Maybe it's just money and power. Maybe he wants in on the plan. I'm not really sure. And Matt, do you have any? Do you know why? It, they never. Did they say he was a drifter at one point? Yeah, they mentioned that, but they never mentioned exactly what he wants. You know what I mean? Yeah, it. I thought it was his. 
No, no, this is before Yui died, like, when he was just, at first, when he was just a shifty kid that was trying to, you know, get in with Zele and get in with Yui, like, they never explicitly talk about what he wants, like, what his end goal in this is. Yeah, I, I, like I said, it it may have been a purpose or something, or just, uh, just do stuff. Maybe not be a shifty. Well, yeah. Yeah. After, no, after Yui dies, and after she leaves, like, we know what his plan is, you know, which is off the three. Oh, yeah. He's, he's like, well, I'm gonna agree with Zayla up to to a point, because they're gonna get me where I need to go, but that's why Rey is so special to him, because Rey is essentially, like, his ticket to starting third impact to himself. Which they can't do until all the angels are dead, which is why End of Ava doesn't... It's why it takes until End of Ava for them to actually go forward with third impact. Because the idea is we can't start third impact until all the angels are dead. You know what I mean? Like, we can't risk our plan fucking up before we can ensure that it's going to happen the way that we want it to happen. Um, Unless unless you go with the rebuild where um, Shinji kept on causing different impacts i don't want to talk about the <laughs> 50 million impacts that happened in like three but um i think it was two i think he caused third and fourth. it was two and then we got another one that's on the way in four i'm so uh. here's the issue so when now we're jumping into end of evangelion now well not yet because we still the gotta... detail, but the execution oh my god we'll, we'll get to that and i'll explain oh that which is, which is why and <laughs> Here's what we'll do. So Yui, this is what she wants. This is Shinji's mother, Gendo's uh, wife. Um, she knows what Zele's wants to do, but she's very optimistic. She dies, but she kind of sacrifices herself in a way. Like, she is the soul that's in uh, Unit 1, Ava Unit 1. But the reason why is because instead of giving up or taking people's individuality away, she would rather have instrumentality be a temporary thing as a way to... As, as a sort of a therapeutic arc in a way, you know what I mean? Get people together in one collective way so that they can understand each other a little bit more and then release them at the end and let them form up their individuality and essentially give the world a shot at world peace is essentially her goal. And thousands of people will die. They'll come back, though, which I'll get into. <laughs> like, almost they like have to, they... yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna, like I said, I can't say that anybody in this show isn't necessarily right in the way they go about things, but the reasons for why they do it are the more important of the two, and I think that that means more, which is why I would say that Yui is probably the most, like, she's the closest to a good, to, like, good and sort of morality that you're gonna get in this series, in terms of what each character wants. You're still thinking, or forgetting about Fiyutsuki. Fiyutsuki aside, because he doesn't have anything to do with this, in all honesty. Um, that's, essentially oh, yeah. what, that's essentially what Yui wants. Um, the problem to that is that she goes off and puts herself in the body of Yui Unit 1, leaving Gendo behind and everything like that. But she trusts Gendo enough to kind of see what she was going for and goes forward with that plan. Obviously, that didn't oh. happen. But... She, yeah, she should not have trusted him. Yeah, but you know, you know where was, he's going. That was her husband, and she she felt like that that would be the thing, and you know that's why she wanted Shinji uh, there she, to see she the experiment. Had too much faith on. Yeah, she on she him. wanted she wanted a better world for you know Shinji and everybody else after Second Impact, and she felt like that would be the the best way to go about <laughs> it. But yeah. she didn't realize that like Zele and and Gendo and everybody else involved would try to kill each other for this one goal that they're they're meant to achieve. Um, Speaking of Shinji, though, mm. can I interrupt before you continue? Yes. 
I only to say that, I, well, I, I was going to only say that I probably have to go ahead and sign off for now. I've got to get back to work and I've got a meeting and. Oh, damn, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been interesting listening to you guys know a lot about this. I, I, my exposure has been very, very limited and the little exposure the I had was just like, oh yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> the movies basically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just the one movie was all I saw, and the stuff that Arturo has told me about. So I'm like, yeah, no. But I can tell that Mark has really analyzed this pretty well. He's got a firm grip yeah. on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for, yeah. for psychoanalysis, honestly. Like that's oh. I, I, I love psychology, so it's fun to like see a series that touches on that. Well, but, you um, really seem to get it. You you definitely have more. Like I I don't think I would be able to make it through through the series. I'm, I would I'm not gonna really click with me either because you know they. <laughs> You have to, like, watch it several times to get it. I'm not going to pretend like it's a straightforward series, but I would definitely say when you when you definitely look at it in a certain light, it definitely gets a lot clearer, and hopefully you get something out of it. But it's I'm not yeah. going to say it's a show for everybody. It, it takes, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if it's, if it's yeah. not your thing, it's not your thing, so... Maybe an acquired taste sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of more like, you know, very clear-cut and to the point. I mean, I, I certainly yeah. do appreciate messages, but I don't like messages that are so obscure. You have to really just do a lot of deep digging to get. Well, unfortunately, so, unfortunately, Anna was very, very depressed around this time. Yeah, that's so, what yeah. Arturo was telling me. Yeah, that, when, when, yeah. You, when you give somebody who's clinically depressed and on the verge of, of suicide a lot of money to basically vent out their frustrations in a form of animation, and they're really good at said animation... You get you get very interesting results, and not not all of it's going to be clear cut and dry. Especially oh, interesting is a so. nice way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> and especially if they write, they didn't write this all out either. It was like episode to episode they were writing these. Um, oh, so they, they, he was so he was a pantser then. Basically, he was he, he basically just was venting all of his frustrations, and he was like, I don't know how to connect these, but I'm going to vent anyway. So here's how we're going to do it, and figure it up as figured out as he goes along. Yeah. And fun fact, they actually had to I change up the last Chicago. two episodes because of... It depends on who you buy. Some people say budgetary reasons. Some people say other reasons. 25 and 26... If you listen to Ano, he says he <laughs> he threw it up all along. In truth, yeah. um, the sarin gas attacks in Japan had been happening around that time in Tokyo. Ah, uh, yes, and yes, because I of, remember that. And because of how End of Evangelion starts, where Nerve is being raided by Zele and a lot of people are being killed... They didn't really want to release two episodes that basically go over that because twenty five right. and twenty six are essentially end of Evangelion. Like that was what was supposed to be shown on TV, but they they nixed it in a weird way. Um, <laughs> so instead, they came up with this, which is you know what they did with twenty five and twenty six, which is why I say like you can't watch one without the other. They they both are basically the same story, just told from different perspectives. But I will have to go back and watch those again. I speaking of end of Evangelion, that one scene at the beginning. <laughs> we're gonna you get know to what that. I'm yeah we're gonna we're gonna get to that <laughs> okay guys well this was fun and i'll okay. join you again um on an, on a future pro podcast if i there's oh wait. i feel like i can contribute what won't you be able to join us for the sao one uh when are you doing that later today oh yeah whenever gavin gets on not sure i do have a meeting and i've got work and so i'm not sure on oh don't go <laughs> if I can, I will, but you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm swamped with work, so uh, I'll try, but if not, I'll certainly join you guys on another podcast. So it's been fun. Okay, talk to y'all later. All right. All right. Bye, Have a good day. You too. Also, guys, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off in a few minutes. I'm going to go and walk my dog. Okay. Okay. Um, but we should but, talk. I will, but I will double check with you guys with the SAO. 
Okay, uh, sounds good. When, uh, one one thing before I get off, you did forget one character. Yes. In 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 your thing. When when you brought up characters, mm -hmm. you forgot Ari. Who? Um, Ari. We're not talking oh, about yeah. the, we're not <laughs> talking about the rebuilds yet. <laughs> we're talking about the rebuild. We got to get to that. And you, you also. And you forgot, uh, you guys forgot about Kaoru. Also, what's to talk about? We're, you're not at episode 24 yet. Also, what's to talk about with Mari? She has no character. Okay, well, so... She was British. They great. <laughs> awesome. British. I didn't know. She, I thought she was German. No, no. no Mari no. is British. Yeah. Oh. No Mari is British-American. It's kind of like a the gray man. Nobody has an accent. They just, they're from Britain, Germany, France, but they have no accent. Well, yeah, but they're also all. from Japan and they speak English in the English dub, so I think it's kind of <laughs> weird no, to ask they, them. Anyways. You mentioned that in the English dub that they're actually speaking Japanese. But they're not. <laughs> but it's translated to English. That'd be like if they said oh, in an American right? accent, oh, I can't understand your accent while speaking in an American accent. <laughs> we have to admit, Helsing Ultim or Helsing did it better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm but, gonna um, going, guys. Alright. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Um. So we were gonna jump into End of Evangelion. So, Mark, is there? So maybe you could point out some things to me, but uh, that whole movie was so effed up. And. Yeah, there may have been messages there, but it was so out there. So, I'll I'll put it like this. Um, so for end of Evangelion, like if we if we fast forward through the series, um, I'll just give you a quick rundown of everyone's characteristics. So Shinji obviously has. He doesn't know how to get close to any of the characters that he interacts with, whether it's Rei, whether it's Asuka, whether it's uh, Masato, um, his own father, anybody. Because throughout the series, you see that they're all incredibly fucked up people. Masato has underlying yeah. father issues because her father saved her, or wasn't around for her throughout the entirety of the series, uh, like, throughout the entirety of her life until Second Impact, where he, say, he risks her life to save her. And she's completely negated by this. She's fucked up by it because she doesn't understand, she doesn't know what to feel. You know what I mean? Like, she hates her father for never being there, but can't really hate him because he saved her life. But is also afraid of being like him because she's now in a position where she is, you know, commander at Nerve and has to uphold this responsibility and can't be there for, you know, Shinji and anybody else. Which is why she takes, part of the reason why she takes him in. Um, but also has a father complex because she's only attached or attracted to men that remind her of her father, like Kaji. Shinji's uh, all put yeah. by this. Uh, Rei is a clone of his mother which he doesn't know that she's his mother she just says he's a clone there's that she's a clone and it's completely cold and unwilling to talk to him because she doesn't know how people are supposed to react because she's not necessarily human herself and oscar yeah. is berating all the time she never comes across as warm to him is always a complete jerk and has so many underlying problems that she can't let people get close to her because she's afraid to. Because she wants to prove that she's older than she actually is. Which is why she hits on Kaji. Which is why she doesn't like being around people. Sharing things that people share. Um, things of that nature. She wants to be more mature than she actually is despite not being able to hold care of it. So she's Shinji's off put her. The only person in the entire series that ever treated him with any sort of ounce of respect. Or any sort of like genuine understanding was uh, Kaoru. Who we see in episode 24 the gray-haired boy yeah him and 
Shinji yeah. is messed up at the end of Evan end of or yeah. at the beginning of end of Ava because this is after episode twenty four where he he killed yeah spoiler he kills him and he goes through another cycle of depression right which is understandable like if you if you only have one friend in the world that you can rely on and they die and you killed them like I think anybody would be in a catastrophic state where they just don't know what to do um yeah which is kind of now... the reason why the beginning of the series sort of or the beginning of that movie sort of takes place is he doesn't know who has to turn to. The only person that he's really gotten close to in this whole journey is Asuka, and that's because they kind of share the same trauma together, despite that being an intention, a really Man. just terrible thing in general. Um, scene, that scene with him, though, and her now... Yeah. I'm not going to... I'm not going to def- defend it, but this is this is what... That's what it's supposed to represent. So, so here's the thing. I, The only time I ever watched that film was in uh, in 2011 when i was 14 at the time and i don't really remember about it except that he was well that's all i remember <laughs> say it again hey did it cut me off yeah it did ah crap <laughs> okay so what i remember Hmm. I watched it was when I was 14. This was like back in early 2011. Yeah. Only detail I remember about that specific scene, while they say it was, I guess, detailed, what I remember is that he was just shaking her in it. Well, that's all I remember. I, I didn't really see anything detail. He, sh- he shaked her. Right. And just showed her breast that was about it that i saw i didn't really get the picture at the time but now i'm hearing you know oh yeah in context it it makes it a whole lot worse yeah um i didn't i did not see that in that scene all i just saw him do is shake her well we're gonna go through the rundown of end of ava honestly and i explain to you like what it's supposed to be saying it's it's the rest of the the rest of that film now it, it started off fine up until yeah well, like Sele is you know taking over nerve and they're trying to um invade it because they're trying to capture Lilith so that they can start like third impacts because they realize that gendo has essentially betrayed them um that's the re okay that's that's yeah which is why everyone's dying um Shinji, obviously, the mass-produced Avas that Zele had, the the, the the white ones with the with the red lips. Um, Asuka oh, yeah, wakes the... up from her catatonic state after realizing that her mom was with her the entire time in the Ava, which means that she feels a whole lot more confident in herself all of a sudden, is fighting them alone. Shinji, in his catatonic state, refuses to get into the Ava because he doesn't see a point in just life anymore. Um, yeah, and now that was the best part about the film. The whole fight scene with Asuka and um, the whole military and the other Eva. Oh, yeah, it's a fantastic scene. And does a really that good was job, the best part. Yeah. The whole, the, yeah, that whole, the, everything in detail was, that was the best part. But after she, okay, spoiler alert again, kill her off. Yep, Asuka supposedly. Um, That's when everything gets there and from then on out nothing really makes freaking sense unless you piece stuff together so this is episode 25 dash and they call it 25 dash because it's the original episode 25 aside from 25 and 26 um 
which we'll get into when I get into part when I get into part two. So now we get to part two of the movie where Ava Unit One Yui's uh or Yui Shinji's mom essentially gets him into the Ava. He sees that Asuka's dead. He essentially like um. Oh, it's important to note, by the way, that Ava Unit 1 essentially has the power to start, uh, it essentially has the power to start Third Impact because of the fact that it swallowed a Nest 2 engine from that one angel in a previous episode. It's a slight plot point. Um, Rei can sense that Shinji is in turmoil, and reminder, Gendo essentially, it says to Rei at the end of 25 and the beginning of 26, so the, you know, towards end of Ava. Okay, now's the time to start Third Impact. Um, do you remember the uh, the little orphan sort of like uh, fetus thing that he had gotten in episode 6 or 5 that Kaji had given to him? Don't remember that. Uh, it was it was a vessel of Adam, and the reason why he needed that, and you'll notice that he puts his hand into Ray, is because he fused that with himself, because if oh, he contacts with yeah. that, he can fuse with Ray, and when he fuses with Ray, he can fuse with Lilith and start Third Impact on his own. That's, oh why God, he, so that's why he needed that. But Ray rejects okay. it because she agrees because she she rejects Gendo and or Gendo entirely because he just doesn't agree with his with what he wants. She has her own will. She's like, I want Shinji to basically be the one to cause this. So she fuses with Lilith, goes after Shinji, who is now in the sky. She forms into, you know, a giant, which is essentially supposed to be starting. And basically everything from now up until the point where the real life scenes start, um, that is essentially the ritual that they have to do to start their impact. So, if you're wondering what the context of any of that was, what was what it was was going on, that's essentially what it is. Um, beforehand, though, we get Shinji who has flashbacks to the um, basically to you know uh, him on a sandbox and then him arguing with with Ray. Or, oh, no, I'm sorry, with Asuka and choking her out. And that essentially, oh, yeah. all of that is essentially him when he is being, when he's about to start at Third Impact. Um, essentially when Rei confronts him in the in the sky, when he's in the unit and they're, and the mass producers or Avas are holding him up, he's essentially been given the power to start Third Impact and do whatever he wants to the world. And Shinji is, and what essentially happens is he has this sort of psychological dream where he thinks about everybody about in his life, about humanity, and essentially decides, if I can't understand anybody and if I can't agree with them, then why even be with them in the first place? Which is a very 14-year-old thing to think, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, if people don't care about me and they don't care about who I am, then fuck everyone, you know? And yeah. essentially that's what happens. So the entire sequence next with the Kom Todd Todd uh, scene where the Avas uh, stab themselves, everyone on Earth dies, their souls rotate around the sphere, uh, Ray is now in the sky holding it like a giant egg while her, held, her head's tilted back, and that whole sequence where everyone turns into orange goo, which is essentially LCL, which, by the way, is the blood of Lilith and the blood of the angels, which is why it's there. It's also where all the humans come from. That's their natural sort of primordial soup. You know what I mean? Like emerging from the ocean sort of analogy. That's, that's where that comes from. Um, skipping that sequence, it's a beautiful sequence. I love it. We go to live action scenes. Which is confusing to some people, and I could see why it would be because it's not very well explained. But what it is, is Shinji... If you'll notice, they, they do a pan across the city, right? Like a realistic city. You'll notice that some of the buildings in the background are actually CG. But they're very, really well done where they're hidden. And that's supposed to be Tokyo 
three essentially the city that they live in um it's a it's, he's being shown what the world would now be like now that everybody is now that instrumentality has happened and now that everyone is this one vessel this one being and the next sequence up until when ray essentially dies and they all fall back down to earth and the end sequence happens is him basically going over and thinking about life and and talking with his mom and realizing like this isn't what i really want you know what i mean like this isn't what it means to be human this doesn't feel natural to me and so he essentially rejects instrumentality as a whole um and castates it which is why ray ends up dying which is why all the souls fall back down to earth before the end sequence um which is why i said that 25 and 26 for the original series is something you need to watch because 25 and 26 to me is everything that's happening from the end of the the song sequence and end of ava to tumbling um, down tumbling down yeah. tumbling down it's the it's everything that happens from the end of that sequence when everybody is contained within instrumentality contained contained within Lilith's egg and the scene and right before the scene where they uh were shinji and oscar are lying on the beach um because you'll notice that in those two episodes everybody is talking about their issues and they're finally addressing them um like you know masato is talking about what she really wants out of life uh oscar gets confronted shinji has to confront his own dreams and himself and essentially that's an alert that's a callback to what um yui wanted you know what i mean she wanted it to be a therapeutic sort of session where everybody talks about their problems everything is out in the open and everybody can talk to each other about how they really feel and they can come to an equal ground and then once they get out of instrumentality they feel better about themselves and humanity essentially gains world peace through understanding each other that's what 25 and 26 are um they're very very low budget because of course they had to do them immediately after canceling end of evangelion the first time around so that's kind of what it ended up being. I think it worked out better for the long run. I think that the low-budget sort of weird way that they did the animation is very, very genius as a show of, like, okay, this is the raw emotions of humanity, so let's do raw animations of that, so to speak, and just have it be very, very messy and, and slapdashed and everything. I think it's fun. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, it is very messy, mm. very convoluted, I was like what the f is going on yeah sort of it's, it's, and see what yeah <laughs> i still don't know i mean yeah you gave good points which i can agree um i can see it probably in that aspect now that you explained it but the first time coming around and watching it's like you kind of want to know what the heck oh yeah you're not going to understand it the first time around even if you completely understand what's been happening in ava up until like episode 24 25, 26, and End of Evangelion are completely going to throw you for a loop the first time around, which I'm not going to lie. The series itself, you could probably pick up on what's happening the first time around if you, oh, yeah, if you yeah, know about it and you're but, like, okay, this is this is weird. Uh, holy shit, that just happened. What's going to happen next? But 25 and 26 and End of Ava don't give you any real context on what's happening until you go through and you watch them and then you analyze them and then you watch them a second time around and go, oh, that's what they were trying to do. Because Ava is very symbolic, but End of Evangelia is, like, all symbolism. Nothing is told out front to you after episode 25. Like, you have to basically watch it on your own and figure out, like, okay, what's going on? So that's the thing. Now, when I have gone back to watch certain other shows, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's what happened. Because it didn't click with me the first time. It's just that with Evangelion, 
I could probably watch it several more times, but the th then again, it's more of okay. It's very bizarre. Uh, yeah, it's trying to show you a message. Yes, I have this feeling when people rewatch it a few times, maybe they'll get the picture, but they might not just because of how like. To me, the overall message is just, you know, the same that Shinji goes through, which is basically like, yes, real life, real life is worth is full of pain. There's a lot of shit that you don't understand. It's very, very hard. You're going to go through a yeah. lot of turmoil and you have to figure out how to deal with people. But that is the price you pay for also being human, which is something that I think everybody wants. Like you can't go through life without people. Which is a reflection of Anno's real-life personality. Like, he was very, very depressed going through just different relationships, different friendships, not really understanding anybody, being depressed, uh, constantly failing yeah. on some of his other projects. Like, uh, I think one project in particular that ended up getting canceled before he actually worked on Ava um, really hit him. And so that was him basically venting himself out. Like, Shinji, he said, is a reflection of himself and how he, in real life, tries to deal with issues and what he was going through at that time. And he it, just... does, it does show in a bizarre way <laughs> yeah like and that picture and it shows like what he goes through and and ava is essentially him trying to say like i came to a pseudo understanding of like how life works and you know he he i'm not gonna say he's enjoying life as much now because he did go through another depressive spell but yeah, he's, he's a lot that. he's a lot better off now you know he's married he's happy he has kids he's you know shinji towards the end of ava or at the end of Ava is more or less just him finally coming to grips with the world around him and, and coming to that sort of end of depressionary sort of cycle that you get. Um, which is essentially what happens when Shinji wakes up on the beach is the oceans are now filled with LCL, which is actually where most of humanity actually is, which is why I said they can come back when they want to. They're all, they're not dead. They've just been reverted back to, you know, humanity's original form, which is the LCL. So, if anybody feels the need or the drive to be human again and be individual again, they can come back whenever they want. Which is why Asuka is there as sort of a symbol of like, well, she died and she did get turned into LCL, but she's still, you know, living in a sense. Oh, because well, she, she obviously hates people, so she's not going to stay in instrumentality very long. The, the issue with that, though, is from what Matt told me, she's a combination between Misato and herself. That is, now, is a, that that's a rumor, and that's a theory, but it's not legit. Um, I don't think it's oh. legit anyways. I think part of the reason why is because people were saying that in the animation cells, or for the original uh, movie, that her eye color was different. But I think it's been since yeah, said that when they, looked in, they, when they looked inside the animation cells, they said, no, they're, they're actually blue. It's just the tint of the surrounding area, you know, with how the water is and how the ocean is and how the sea is. Like, it, um, I said the same thing three times, by the way, ocean, sea, and, and water. <laughs> I'm at the beach in general. Um, the, the, it's, the it's, actually, it's actually is, blue, yeah. The, 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 the film back in 2011, I was, I was impacted with, like, the emotion that, you know, previous episodes of the show and the fact that, you know, now, oh, man, like, the characters and planets ruined now. You're saying that the human souls are in that water now. Does that technically mean that build humanity from scratch? Like, 
um, society. Maybe. It depends on what it necessarily got destroyed. Because if you look on... And this is where the manga comes into. But if you look at the scenes in that last mo- in that last shot, you'll notice that yeah, like lampposts so. are still around. The streets are still around. Um, in theory, the buildings themselves should still be around. So, in theory, they would have to build rebuild society, which is why... It's funny you mention that because a lot of people theorize that movie one actually isn't a retelling of Evangelion. It's a continuation from end of Evangelion. Because you, yeah, you notice the, the water is still red. There's an outline where mass-produced Ava is supposed to be. The city looks like it's been destroyed or at least has been around for how God knows how long now. Because shrubs and everything are still growing within the city. And that a cycle just started again. Which is very plausible. Um, uh, given different the, things. But... That doesn't make sense with uh, Shinji and Asuka on the ocean. Now, that picture that I put up of the, the song, I mean, that picture is kind of like an aftermath of uh, what happened. But if the reboots are like a, like a retelling, but it's like a cycle that happens again, then why you would think Shinji and Asuka would know each other. We don't know yet because we don't we haven't we haven't we don't have movie four yet. Like, we don't know what's actually going on. It might just be Anu messing with us, because actually the Japanese title for the last movie, the it's not called uh, 3.0 plus 1.0, which is already <laughs> showing enough as it is in English. You know what I mean? 3.0 plus 1.0. Oh, maybe it's a cycle. Um, it's it's in Japanese, the end part of that is... Um, let me show you if I can actually find it. Am I cutting off, yeah. by the way? A little bit, but not too much, and I'm, I'm covering for it with the audio. Okay, because I know if I go back to edit this, it's not going to look sound good. That'll be fine, but like, here, I'll show you. And I, you can probably put this up on the podcast when I actually find this image. That's the issue I have with Evangelion, is that it... I don't mind looking into certain things, but the way it's executed is just too bizarre. Yeah, but it's fun. And yet, I mean, it, it was fun to a point bizarre you know what i'm saying yeah like i'll screen i'll screen cap it from a uh obviously i will give two thumbs up to oscar though (laughs) (laughs) she's like one of my favorite to be honest i am working on that top 10 list but she is like one of my favorite female anime characters she is by far one of my favorites as well like just from her character she's she's a terrible person yeah. and you know they all are yeah but... terrible person but for some reason i like her <laughs> i don't know if something's wrong with me but <laughs> here i'll I'm posting I know my picture. sister hates her sorry i'm posting the picture in uh in in discord right now this is the title for it a new evangelion theatrical version so you see where the colon actually starts and those two lines are uh the colon yeah yeah you'll see it in the the picture i posted it in the in discord Wait, you mean to the right? Yeah. So, if the colon is a part of the, uh, of the title, New Evangelion theatrical trailer, semicolon, and then the name, the the uh-huh. it actually means end. Um, but in music, that with the semicolon a part of the two dashes, that means end and then repeat. So it's sort of Ano playing with us to be like, okay, is it an ending or is it an ending? and repeat of what just happened, you know what I mean? Which would mean that it's completely plausible that End of Evangelion is just the first part of the rebuilds being retold and being, you know, 
put into this loop oh. as in this is sort of a this has happened before or will happen again sort of thing or deal oh, so, so they're basically just in a time loop what's funny too is that if you look in movie two and movie three of ava uh you'll notice that shinji has his, his walkman with him throughout the entirety of his uh the tape player with him like through the entirety of the of the oh yeah story. yeah yeah that. um you'll notice that in the original series it doesn't go past 26 it goes past 20 it goes to 26 and then goes immediately back to one and that there are 26 episodes in, in evangelion in movie two, after Mari bumps into him when he's on the top of the building, which signal which signifies like the split between okay, this is a re repeat of the series and this is all new material. Uh, in, yeah. the, in the next scene when he's talking to Kaji, his tape player goes to twenty seven. Sort of signify like, hey, maybe this is quote unquote episode twenty seven of the series, a continuation. And then in movie three, when he's listening to his tape, uh, it goes to track twenty eight, which is just. Like, it's it's one of those things where I think that they know what they're doing, but we still don't know, like, okay, is this actually a continuation, or are you just fucking with us? I think that's really cool. Um, I don't like the yeah. rebuild, but I like that sort of messing with people oh, sort of mentality. So, I actually, the first time I actually watched those rebuilds was actually on Tanami. Back, they yeah, played I remember the when they aired one. those, yeah. And then I watched the second one up at uh, Salem when when uh, we were visiting our family. Those were fun nights, I can say that. That's why I I kind of hold the second rebuild in my heart for different reasons. Even though by the end of it, it got bizarre as well. The third one was the third. It's one. a it's a good anime movie, but I, I guess I'll touch on this quick without ranting. My major problems with the rebuilds are just. All of the things that I talked about with the original series, how I love the character writing and how I love the the case study aspect of Ava more so than the action bit because it's not an action series. And just everything it's, that I like that's the underlying tones, there's none of that in the rebuilds at all. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's played like a well, straight it's pre, it's played like a straight like mech anime. And that's fine, but, then, but I, it just doesn't f sit well with me, you know. Yeah, like here's so that's what I notice about the rebuilds. It's almost like a quick sort of deal. Like you've seen the original, you know it already. We're just going to go ahead, like speed through it. The, the, and the issue with anime when it comes to that, so Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood had that problem. They they assumed you saw the original, and is it cutting me off or no? No, you're good. Um, yeah, they assume you saw the original. Yeah. They're just going to speed through it. Yep. And the same, and for some reason, Inuyasha, the final act, while it followed the books, like it was going too fast. Did you ever watch that? Yeah, no, I did. And that is a, is a huge problem. Like, I, I really don't like it when series do that. I understand why some series do that. Like, uh, like I said, Kingdom Hearts does it, you know, where you kind of have to. But it's different for games compared to movies or anything, yeah. I think, especially when and... there's such a large gap between the two. And Helsing Ultimate did that with the very first episode. It they just sped with Sarah's Victoria, like you're going to go now and fight vampires with Alucard. You're already a vampire. They, I think they did it the best out of any anybody though, because you still got the context without needing like the yeah, overall explanation like, of it. I feel like I mean I still like the first episode, and then by episode two it kind of a it still was fast paced, but I felt like the second episode smoothed it out a bit. Yeah, and then from the rest, it just goes on, and it's very, very, very concise and very well done from there. It's just so, that first bump. Episode felt too rushed. So, Fullmoon Alchemist Brotherhood had that problem. Um, 
the final act for some reason had that problem, even though it wasn't a reboot, it was a continuation. And Helsing had that problem with the first episode. And now even Galleon, the reboots, also had that problem. Now the first film dingy a bit, but and and I could be honest, there's a difference between him in that one and him in the show. Still is a whiny butt. A little bit more encouraging, I guess, in the first one. Maybe that's just me. He's more of a traditional shonen hero throughout the majority of the rebuilds, I would say. You have to admit, like, they did rush it a bit, especially with Asuka. She didn't have as much screen time as I wish no, she All did. of her character development and all of Masato's just completely went out the window. Like, they they basically don't have any. Ray's was tossed aside for no reason. Um, no. and they tried to give Asuka... It's funny, they tried to give her more character development because you'll notice that, like, in the scene where uh, they insert the dummy plug into uh, Shinji's suit because he refuses to fight the angel that took over one of the Avas... Uh, in the original, oh, yeah. in the original, that was Toji, and he feels awful because Toji was, you know, his classmate that he essentially almost killed. Yeah, but this one was Oscar, right? And That's they try to do that as a sort of, oh, let's raise the stakes and let's build up a character. But I'm like, well, one that doesn't build up her character at all. Two, uh, it's completely nullified because they put over a screen in front of Shinji, so he doesn't see any of what's going on, and kills like all of the momentum that scene had. Like it was impactful because Shinji himself basically had no control over the Ava. And he had to watch this this armor that he's in that he can't control murder another pilot that he knows is in there that's human. And it impacts him in sort of way. That's why he quits Nerve the second time. Um, yeah. But in... Second time or first time in this universe? Second, because in the first in the, in the original series, like, he, he quit the second time around after they almost killed Toji. And in the first, it was oh, yeah. after... It was, like, episode four-ish when he just couldn't deal with ran away he, he he mustn't run away well he ran away yeah but in the second time the second <laughs> time around it's a lot more justifiable where he's like i want nothing to do with you because you made me do this sort of thing so in that sense like he did stand up for himself he was like no i'm not doing this anymore you know well, in the first film he ran away but he accepted to come back in in the in the reboot with the men in black yeah that came and, but in the original he kind of ran off and they and the men in black just had to find him and take him i i don't know it's just to me the home. rebuilds do this constant thing where they try to raise the stakes and sort of make it more of an action flick uh or sort of a traditional <laughs> anime sort of storyline but i think for ava that doesn't work necessarily as well because that's not what the main that's not how it was written and that's not how we see any of the characters yeah can you write this film hmm didn't he write this film, the creator? Yes. I think Anno, yeah, Anno wrote uh, the new rebuilds. I don't know why he wrote them the way that he did, but he did. Um, I, I was going to say, the the other difference between the show and the, the, the reboot films is Ray has a little bit more personality than in the original, in a sense. She does. And that comes to a head, obviously, in 2, where she dies, and the time skip happens between 2 and 3, and she you know, comes back, and she's not like herself yeah. yeah and speaking of the third one that was a mess I, because i yeah the best part was obviously oscar she was uh i i thought i heard someone call her big boss <laughs> yeah she actually does kind of like yeah she does look like venom snake from a five yeah from mgs5 big um, boss 
Well, I mean, technically she is the big boss. She's the only best part about the series. She was <laughs> a good part of it, but again, I don't like what they did with the character in it. It's just, it's also weird too, because it's, this is 14 years after 2, after the end of 2, and she hasn't changed. And the reason why they write that is because, oh, it's the Curse of the Avas, which is another plot point that they don't address or they don't explain, like, at all. I'm, I'm, it's it's not even like a it's not even like a usual Ava like oh it's not explained it's it's in the series like no it's it's just it's said once and it's never addressed again for you just some love it when they do that for they some reason and they, and they don't continue it yeah and it's like okay are you gonna talk about this in four because I don't understand what you're doing for four you only have but so much screen time Mar now the new character Mari <sighs> yeah. I, I can say, from what you pointed out, yeah, she doesn't really have much of a background. No. Character badass. She's she's hinted at as being a lot more integral to the plot than she actually is. Um, I don't know if that's going to come about in 4, but it's weird because they just don't, they, they don't address it. Like, nothing the, about her makes sense in terms of her character whatsoever. Here's the, here's the bad part, though. The weirdest part about her character in the manga, did you read the ending of the manga? Like, yes. the, that she's it's, maybe the daughter of Shinji and Asuka, which is effed up? For, not really. I mean, it's it's her from like, because you have to think about this from the perspective of like, okay, if this is a time loop and time has progressed to a certain part, then that would technically mean that she would be their kid from the first timeline. Which would make sense. Um, I don't know. So I don't know. Loud. I don't know how, and I don't know why, but I don't know. Um, Too bizarre. <laughs> That's why I have an issue with Evangelion. I don't know. I know in in the manga, she's a sixteen year old student in nineteen ninety eight. Is what it basically says. So hey, at the ending, it says nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. This is that's her. That's. She's 16 years old in 98. This is in the manga when she's going off to college, like, at the end. Um, I thought I thought it was set in 2016 when the, the third impact happened. In the manga, in the extra chapter, for some reason, like, when they when they go back and they talk about it, like, in nine, they I think they either go back or they go forward, and she's 16 at the time, and the year is 98. So I'm assuming in the manga, it, they actually go back into, that, into the past for that last scene. Um... Which would mean around the time of third impact, she would be in her mid thirties. So wait a minute, that's kind of like time travel, I guess. I'm like, assuming because Sinji we... and Oscar were born in the two thousands. Yes. How the heck? This is why I can't wrap my mind around it. Well, unless this it's is... a time travel. Well, we don't know because like it's easy for the series to talk about it, but I can't talk about the movies because they're not done yet, and we won't know. The movies don't come out until next year, the last one. So any sort of plot line that you have right now that it's just unexplained as far as the rebuilds go, I can't talk to you about because it's like I don't know either, you know. Well, once they finish it, then I guess we will. Yeah, once they finish it, part. once they finish it, we can talk about it. But like up until then, like I I don't have any explanations for you. I don't understand why Tsunami hasn't bothered to air the third film. They've already aired two of them. They might as well air the, air the third one and then air the last they one whenever they have. have some distribution problems. Like, even Funimation was having a hard time trying to get the rights to the third Evangelion movie. Oh. So, there's like, there was some weird stuff going on there between them and... and uh, between them and Funimation and everybody. Honestly, Ava, the movie was supposed to be out by now, but um, 
two things happened. Obviously, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. The, you know, the third one came out in 2012. Um, Anno went through a, another depressionary spell during that time. He also directed uh, Shin Godzilla, so that was eating up a whole lot of his time. So, oh, yeah. production didn't actually start until 2016, 2017, and then it got back on track. So it's supposed to come out uh, next year. Next oh next year. Oh. Evangelion. Yes. And hopefully it's brought all of that if, for people who are listening. That's why I personally love Evangelion as a series. This is why I'm still bizarre. I'm very baffled about it. <laughs> like I mentioned, I do like some aspects of it. Don't get me wrong. I do have a bit of an issue with. I don't know what I like if I should have started my mom out with the original, but even then she probably would have thought the same thing with the rebuild. By far, the original would be like what I would start out with because the rebuilds. It's weird. It's like the way that they're written is completely alienating to how Ava, I think personally, should be written. But it's a movie for fans where it's sort of like you're going to get more context on this, you're going to get more out of it if you watch it from a beginning standpoint you know yeah like the other like the other animes that had an original then they rebooted it that same aspect i guess you could say watch the first original full metal alchemist you get more about the characters same deal here yeah kind of it's just you know cranked up to the max with ava because there's so much context you're kind of losing on these characters as well um and again i would say to if you're going to watch Ava, don't go into it looking at it from an action show. Don't look at it from a from a singular plot perspective because it really isn't about the plot. Everything is in service to the characters and their development and their building. So analyze every part about that when you watch this series uh, if you do check it out. And it's coming out on Netflix, what, June? So it'll be perfect. Well, it was supposed to be April, but yeah. I'm actually showing, uh, I'm actually going to show Hannah how you've been going. <laughs> Anna? Yeah, because <laughs> she said because she said that she wanted to check out some anime. I was like, really? Huh? <laughs> Have I got the show for you? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's the best place to start. Nah, I feel fuck like it, it'll be great. Well, no, 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 no. I think she's already watched no, no. Metal though. I think I think she's oh, already seen okay. it. I think she's she watches a whole she's lot of anime, but I I know that she's gonna watch that one. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is what we're going for. Uh, oh, is she in for a ride? <laughs> She'll be fine. I told I... Mike, to, I told her and I told Mike to rewatch it, um, because I know Mike I... is interested. Mike, Mike's a huge film buff, so I know that he'll check out a whole lot of stuff that's done by Anno, because, like, Anno does a whole lot of cinema, but, um, he, I think he'll actually get into Ava when he watches it from a different perspective. He usually likes stories like that, too, from a psychological, psychological perspective, and I've already told him, I was like, if you're gonna watch this... This is not an action mech anime. This is not a plot-driven anime. This is a character-driven anime. Watch it from that perspective, and you'll be a-okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's really all we have to talk about about Evangelion. If you want something that's mecha but not really mecha, yeah. uh, something that's, that's Evangelion's for you. Um, it's not for everybody because... We've already talked about it. Yeah, there's, 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 there's a lot of, yeah. There's either a lot of out there moments that you may 
sucks and it is odd. But you may uh, there are others out there that may just want to watch it just because hey, why not? It's a landmark in anime though, so it should definitely be checked out just for that alone. But yeah, that's is basically the bonus episode of uh the anime anime episode well no the podcast bonus episode 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 3.5 um but yeah that's basically it about evangelion thank you for letting me rant for like an hour on why i like this i don't mind because hey to be honest you can point out some things that i didn't even thought about but yeah great show